some TV shows and movies are really great Well, some are maybe better left on the plate You spend a thousand years picking through the rubble But what if there's a podcast that could save you the trouble? So pop some corn, stir up a martini It's What Are You Watching with Chris Mancini Hey friends, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm your host, Chris Mancini. This is the show where we interview comedians and entertainment pros and find out what the people who make entertainment are watching. A couple quick company updates. The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood's first soundscape album, The Virtual World, is in production and will be available in the next few months. Like I said, Ron is working on it, but he has an assembly edit that's about three hours long, so... Uh, We'll be cutting it down and curating it uh, nicely, and I'm hoping it'll be a cool companion piece to help you chill out and relax, just like the podcast. And Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master Volume 2 is looking great. Send some updates and and some new panels to you guys in Patreon and also in Kickstarter. Can't wait to get it to you guys. Fernando's working hard on the pages, and like I said, they look amazing. Also, folks, uh, please join the Patreon White Cat Adventurers Club, where for only five bucks a month, you get early access to this show and also a bonus episode every month only for members. This month, Neil and I talk a little bit more about Dune and some of the other weird things he's been watching, along with a documentary about the Dune movie that never got made. You also get early access to other podcasts like the storytelling comedy relaxation adventure show, The Quiet Journeys of Professor Atwood, barring any travel delays. And also uh, other bonus content, like I said, sneak peeks at the artwork from the graphic novels, uh, some news, and occasionally a poll. Like I said, the member tier started only five bucks a month, and the shout out tier is 25 a month with a few in between. Uh, and it helps tremendously. Go to patreon.com slash Entertainment. And speaking of comics, this episode is sponsored by Tiny Wizards, a new comic book series about a super small size world mm-hmm. of wizards and their magical fast food fights. The debut issue from artist Dean Beatty and writer Evan Burgoon is available now as a lavish prestige format book for just $13.99 at tinywizards.com. That's tiny-wizards.com. Makes a great Christmas gift. And White Cat Entertainment listeners get free shipping when using the code WHITECAT at checkout. So make sure you check out that sponsor as well. Hey, everybody. So this is part two of the extended edition Steel Saunders interview of What Are You Watching? We get more into Star Wars and some other weird things that he was watching on uh, YouTube. So um, enjoy part two. Well, what are you, uh, with everything in the pipeline, because we know a lot of the stuff is going to come out, like, what are you most... I I didn't quite get to that. Um, Mm -hmm. Well... After Christmas, I think it's on the 29th, there's Book of Boba Fett. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the next thing. So that's obviously very exciting. <laughs> and, um, you know, with the... Uh, I've been on... It's going to have flashbacks caper from the, the second it was released. Because they... Favreau and um, Filoni that, that do The Mandalorian are, are really good at planting seeds for future stuff. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of things don't happen for no reason. Like, yeah, like Boba Fett's appearance in season two was hinted at in season one with the um, the footsteps at the end right. of the episode with Fennec Shan. Um, and when... Like, it didn't click to me at the time, but when they announced the show at the end of the season and then you think back, it's like Boba Fett, after he gets his armour, he paints it again. 
right? Yeah. So why would you do that? Do you know what I mean? From like a, a real world, why would you change the classic look that we all love? And instantly I was like, it's so when they do flashbacks in the Book of Boba Fett, it's an, e- it's an identifiable way to go, this is in Return of the Jedi time, this right. is in the Mandalorian time. So I can't wait for that. I, I'm, I'm very confident we will see the Sarlacc pit again in some sort of uh, bizarre. You have to. You have like, to. Like, like Back to the Future 2 like mm-hmm. flashback deal. And so like that's my favourite scene of all time, Ignite the Green, Luke Skywalker. The, um, the farm boy kid returns to his hometown as a conquering hero. Um, just no, the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. And to see that from a different angle. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. And now, now imagine imagine what the Sarlacc pit will actually look like um, enhanced with um, today's special visual effects now, too. It's going to probably look a lot um, more dangerous, too. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, I guess canonically, they're going to they're gonna have to beak it up. Because yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it is a beaked Sarlacc. Oh, hey, I'll tell you one thing, just because about the whole what we're watching thing. Um, Star Wars, oh, my God, I forgot which version it is. Star Wars Revisited. Um, it's a fan edit that it, it, its catch line is like, this is what the special edition should have been. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it fixes up a lot of stuff. It adds like extra ships and extra adats in the background of some scenes. Really? It's, it's, it, it's the Star Wars that if I'm going to watch the original trilogy now, and it incorporate, incorporates like good things from the special edition, mm-hmm. but then you still get, you know, the, the Lapti Neck, like the song in Jabba's Palace that we love and, and the Ewoks. So it, it, it combines like some of the CGI shots and then keeps some of the classic things and then does its own new CGI shots. And, oh, it's it's so good. Because just like, like they're sick films, but just to have these little new treats as like as you watch along and like the, the Death Star battle at the end, a lot of TIE Fighters, whole lot mm-hmm. of TIE Fighters. And you see them all pour out, oh, the best. So um, that's a, a and, and there's ways that you can download it. I think it's like if you go to fanedit.org or something. I think I think it right. works if you own the media, then mm-hmm. you're allowed to download them or something. So yeah, there's there's some wink. kind of loophole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah, because the, the Star Wars has probably had the richest um, fan kind of fan-made content you know the uh of of any you know franchise like ever like you know everyone's always made like fan content for star wars yeah well the you know the original famous fan edit was the phantom edit yes i remember um, that the Mm -hmm. the edit on a vhs tape of um of the phantom one yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and um the um, the Phantom Editor has been on my podcast like a bunch of times to tell the whole story, and it mm-hmm. it involves the FBI and and, and wow, the Washington really? Post, and it's because it was at the time of when um, like Napster and stuff. There was a lot of like you know digital copyright was like a mm-hmm. big issue, and although he wasn't distributing it digitally, he didn't even like they it sold like. I don't know how many tens of thousands of copies like you get it at Times Square and stuff, but he right. didn't get any of the money. Like it wasn't like he was, it was just like he made this edit because he just wanted to make it a bit more how he'd like it. And then it got passed around in LA and then it 
you know. And other people sold it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it, the, the FBI was chasing him. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't have any money. I didn't I didn't sell it. I just <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was like his identity was like secret for a really long time. And mm-hmm. you know, people thought that it was like Kevin Smith that did the edit, and it oh. was like it was on like the Daily Show, like it was like there was mm-hmm. that much in pop culture. This phantom edit. So, um, is it yes. online now, or is that something that got pulled too? Like you can't get it now. I think it is on the Pirate Bay. Mm-hmm. They, I, Star Wars, like like Lucasfilm and and then Disney, they haven't really. Um, as long as it's not on YouTube, I, I, I think they've got bigger fish to fry right. with fan edits. So they're sort of like just sort of turn a bit of a blind eye. Back in the back in two thousand, though, they were they were dead against it. Yeah, yeah, they they realized that uh, you know I don't think we're ever going to squash all of these. Why don't we lean into it a little bit more? They were trying to figure out the strategy, like. Maybe it's free promotion for the next movie. Maybe, uh, maybe we can make this to our advantage. But uh, well, uh, I think at the end of the day, it's also like the people that are watching these are also the people that own seven different versions right. of it anyway. So it's yeah. like we've we can you've we already can... sold them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, uh, do you think, Steel, because um, Disney's been dancing around this for a while now, will we get a Luke Skywalker Grogu series? Oh, I still haven't answered the question from before. Kenobi. <laughs> Kenobi is what I'm really looking forward to. Okay. I, I think it will come out on um, May the 4th. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm most looking forward to. Um, I... I don't know about series, but they have to come back. Do you know what I mean? And if the other thing, if if they can get Luke Skywalker, like, right, and, you know, at the moment he's like a CGI amalgam or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do have to say that last episode of The Mandalorian with Luke's return, um... One of the most, like, physically thrilling moments of my life. Like, if you could monitor my heart rate or or Mm -hmm. something, I was, like, for the last 10 minutes, and you can watch it on my YouTube channel, I was, like, like bawling, crying, and laughing at the same time. So I, I, I was like the Joker. Like, I was just so emotional about him coming back. I'm getting emotional when I'm talking about it. But um, I was also just having so much fun that I was just like, like just laughing and crying. That people have been very, um, some people, very negative in the YouTube comments. Just like, Mm. get this guy help. What's wrong with him? Yeah, that's weird (laughs) that you'd get negative YouTube comments on YouTube. That's uh, that's very unusual. You're the only one, Steele. Yeah, I... I, 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 (laughs) I, I I filter them anyway, but those ones I, yeah. I let go through because I'm I'm you can't I'm Teflon during like the 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 most little boy happy I've ever been in my life. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm, I can yeah I, yeah I with my green lightsaber I can yeah. defend enjoy it. I remember too when we um we were talking on the show earlier like before that episode happened. I was like, well, who's going to be the big cameo? You're like Luke Skywalker. I'm like. Really? Are you sure? I'm very skeptical. 
No, yeah. no, no, I didn't think it was like I was like it all adds up to Luke Skywalker, like with mm-hmm. the hint, with the timeline, with the Jedi. But look at that's impo- like that, like it's my greatest dream. So it's like right. as a Star Wars nerd. So like I wanted it and I would claim it and I'd always go to Luke Skywalker. But I was just like, well, it's impo- like, you know, it's Luke Skywalker. That's not true. It's impossible. <laughs> and um, they, 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 they bloody did it, and oh, it was, it was, it was so, so like, I, I, I just had so much fun in that that last fifteen minutes. Like, I was just like, that was great. This, this is yeah. the most fun. It was, it was a super great cameo. It was super surprising. Like I said, I was very skeptical, and then I, I remember tweeting to you uh, afterwards, like, all right. Kudos to uh, Steele. He was right. He called it, and you, yeah, you, you nailed it. But it was also, um, it, it was so many feels as you're talking about. Like, it was exciting to see Luke again. It was nostalgic. It was also, like, um, you felt in that moment, well, like, this is the Star Wars universe I always wanted to see more of that I wasn't able to get for the last 20 to 30 years. Like, you know, in, in that moment. And, and the whole Mandalorian was leading up to it. This is what we grew up with. This is what we wanted to see. This is the, you know, the further adventures of these characters and what this um, universe looks like. And uh, yeah, that, that cameo just really pulled it all together. And I feel like because so many people feel that way, like you said, how could they not do something more with um, Luke and, and Grogu? Even if it's not a full series, maybe it's a mini series. Maybe it's an arc on one of the other shows, something. Well, a series is like the Kenobi ones, like six episodes. So, mm-hmm. it, 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 but it's just. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. How, they, oh, of course. How um, they, they did hire the guy after the Luke thing, a guy did a deep fake version that did in some ways look better. Then, I did hear about that, yeah. But it, it's, it's always hard to say because you're watching it on YouTube and it doesn't have like the same demands of, you know, for, you know, you're not watching it on a, like what looks better on a 4k screen or what, you know, but anyway, they hired him, um, at, at, um, ILM. So, you know, obviously they're, they're keen to incorporate his like talents to do extra, like, like further stuff down the track. Yep, it's like uh, hacking into the SEC, uh, the SEC. That's how you'll get hired to be an anti-hacker. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and like uh, you know, and as I talk about with that gap, you know, that twenty-year gap in the forward storyline. Like, if you can get like whoever's going to play Luke Skywalker right, and then have the ability to to plot a, you know, maybe like a four or five season arc of Luke Skywalker's journey between Return of the Jedi and the end of The Force Awakens. Like, if you can get that right, like, you are sitting on lots of money. Because it's it's like it's Luke Skywalker is the most in-demand character in Star Wars. Like, that was, like, for all people's... um, that, that, that didn't like the, the sequel trilogy or even like The Last Jedi, like their complaint about it is we wanted more Luke Skywalker. People are irritated he's not walking around Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. 
So, I mean, yes, it's completely in-demand character for sure. Yeah, so it's like the hardest one to do and, and get right both visually and um, spiritually because everyone's got a different sort of idea of like who Luke Skywalker is right. and, and um, you know, he, he, he did go through a pretty traumatic time in those, um, you know, the end of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So, you know, that that's a whole other thing of how, you know, how does that transfer um, right. someone, change someone. But um, that's that. But the thing with um, the, you know, the, the, the films that we did, sort of didn't get back to and the cancellations and stuff, it's, I, I think Star Wars, unlike any other franchise is part of its success is that it appeals to so many different people for different reasons. And that's what makes it so hard to reproduce and replicate. Like how do you do something different that's that it has to be the same on all these levels to other like you've got to have like fighting, humor, um, you know, mythic storyline, um, you know, some people in it for costumes, some people like like this, that, or the other. How, How do you keep recreating that magic? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they had, um, you know, the two spin-off films that they did do both suffered from that. They, they did Rogue One, and that had extensive reshoots because it was pitched like at the – you know, at the launch of it at the convention as like, this is like a Star Wars war film, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was too gritty. So they had to like make that, it was not, it was too gritty for Star Wars. And then you had Solo, which you had um, the Lego guys doing. And that was sort of like, you know, a comedy Star Wars. And it turned out it was too, like, it was too comedic. Like, do you know what I mean? It didn't, so it's hard to. And their version I'd like to see, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fascinating. But it's like that thing of like, if you veer to these different genres, then like you're losing parts of Star, like you're losing a bit of Star Wars that makes it Star Wars sort of thing. Right. Whereas like. Far off into the, uh, into the soul of it. Yeah. Yeah. But whereas these, um, you know, like a Marvel film or whatever, like like these different characters and groups have been developed for decades, right? And, and they have an entire a, universe, and they have a tone, and also maybe the tones changed over different times. So you get, you know, people are, their horizons are a bit more expanded. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's at, it's really apples and oranges, and this is why I was surprised that you know Disney kind of made that mistake. Well, the Star Wars universe is just as big as the Marvel one. It isn't at all. I mean, Marvel, you literally have um, a universe where you have science fiction and horror and superheroes and all these different things. You have things in space, you have things on Earth, and you have things in the future and the past, and all these things. Where so- Star Wars is science fiction. You can add, um, you know, like you said, some of these elements here and there, mysticism, fantasy, but you so, don't have the an entire it's, it's, universe. It's sci-fi fantasy. 
Yeah, sci-fi, yeah. <laughs> sci-fi fantasy, for sure. It's sci-fi fantasy. But you don't have, like you said, the, you know, the um, literally thousands of characters that have been developed over, um, you know, years and years and years and years. You have yeah, but, Star Wars. And, 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 and some people will say, oh, there's, there's thousands of characters that have been developed in Star Wars. Because, no, there's thousands of characters. They have not been developed. Right, like, correct. That, that yeah. It would make, like, in the, you know, the early, the late 90s, early 2000s, they make like a thousand different characters, do you know what I mean? Yeah. People in the mm-hmm. background and stuff. But there's nothing, you can't put like that character in the film. Like it's not, de- yeah. it's just a, a cool mask. The alien dancing on the bar is not a developed character. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah. And also, as we say, Marvel has thousands of develop, developed characters. Some of those characters are developed, but people didn't like. So there's also mm-hmm. that too. So you're also going yeah. through that so, as well. So it, it's interesting with um, like the Mandalorian in its promotion. I was like, it's a Star Wars TV show, so I'm excited. But we hadn't seen the quality of a star of, of a TV show for Disney Plus. So that was a, a like, yeah. a, is that is that going to be you know any good? And also. And it was, was literally launching this, not only the uh, the series, but it was launching Disney Plus. That Mandalorian had a lot on its shoulders. It's day one, baby. God, the yeah. pressure of the the like getting it to work on the first day. Like, right. please, just show me, get it through, <laughs> please, Bobby, Bobby, come on. <laughs> um, but they didn't uh, promote Grogu or Baby Yoda in no. any way in the lead up. So it. Like, I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't, like, living and dying by it. I- ironically, The Rise of Skywalker was coming out in the same month, and that mm-hmm. was my, like, oh, this is going to be the thing, right. and I-, I-, I didn't enjoy some key parts of that film. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird that, like, oh, my God, this TV show came through for me. Yeah. Um, oh, but, it did for sure. But at the – so I'm watching the first episode, and it's, like, this Western in space, and – Having a great time. This is this is good. It it looks great. I'm I'm enjoying it. And I didn't know what it was missing until it got put in and it made me realize. But the addition at the end of Baby Yoda, which was just another magical like moment to be a Star Wars fan, it then like you had all these things, and then it was all the things in Star Wars that you loved. And then what's it missing? Ta-da, the force. Yeah. And they did it in a totally new, like mm-hmm. reversed way. And that's sort of they they really got it right with that, like shaking all the bits up and putting it back together yes. in, in a new way. But that's like a lot easier to do over an episodic, episodic, sorry, um, TV show, because you can sort of really like learn to love the the new characters and you know i'm you know the mandalorian and, and grogu's relationship especially as um like i was like a brand new dad at that yeah. time and like he like harry just loves like baby yoda mm-hmm. um i actually had I, I i i i did i had to there's that moment in a parent's you know life where they just have to step up and, you know, sit their son down and explain that baby Yoda is also known as Grogu. 
and um, we we had the big talk last week, and he took it pretty work pretty well. And I do have to say, it reminded me about how good a um, a word Grogu is. Like when ah- Ahsoka was the first to say it in The Mandalorian, and that was like a big thing in the middle of the episode, like mm-hmm. Grogu. Like, <laughs> but hearing Harry say it, and he's like Grogu. It's like yeah, <laughs> such a good word. It's yeah. such a, just a a, 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 well, a um. A, a great made up like it's perfect they did, did you know that uh disney the marketing department was not happy about uh the grogu rollout because the creators wanted to keep him secret for the show yeah but to order toys it had to be months and months and months in advance to have them ready for that holiday season so they couldn't do it because putting the toys out and or- doing the orders would have been a spoiler so Disney opted. They're like, all right, we're going to have no Mandalorian Grogu toys for this season just to keep the secret. And I thought it was the right move. I thought it really worked. But uh, it's interesting that they were getting pushback from the market, the uh, toy marketing. Yeah, it was a um, it was a brilliant move because there's no way that could have been kept secret. Like, because things just leak out of factories in in China Mm -hmm. and something that distinctive. Like it, it would have. They, yeah. they just like it's here with all the licensees. There's so yeah, many yeah. like like leaks and and drips and drabs. So to to like I I think in the end, um, why is my phone going crazy? <laughs> um, in the end, they'll um, they would have ended up with more money anyway because they did oh, get yeah. straight into it, and it was. The, the, like part of the magic of of Grogu is that we had that magic moment of having no idea he's in it, and then the crib opens up, and this little baby Yoda like reaches up, and like the sheer like surprise and like Star Wars fun of that, I think definitely like adds to people's love because they they associate it with that surprise rather than right. seeing it like in um like a trailer or a poster or a leaked like the the toys are so hard to keep under wraps sure. but um well, I, I think that's sort of part of the the thing and they did that as well with um which they oddly never then sprung into action and and got all these toys coming out much to my chagrin but they did the same thing with Luke Jedi in the Mandalorian season two, the finale where they like the actors and stuff on set, like they were told that the Jedi that was going to be there was like Plo Koon, which is like a, like a Clone Wars era Jedi. So mm-hmm. they, they kept all that under wraps, but then they never followed up and put out all the merch. No, I'm still waiting. <laughs> I, I'm here with, I got my, uh, it, it might, be a, coming. A it might be coming. <laughs> so Steele, we have covered a ton of ground and uh, really done the, uh, the deep dive into the star Wars universe and what's upcoming. But uh, before we get out of here, um, where can people find you online and um, what can they listen to? Um, oh, I, I, I did just have a little list of, th- cause you, we were going to talk about all this other stuff. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> okay, so I, I just want to say Succession on HBO is is mm-hmm. like like legitimately like top 10 shows ever. It is mm-hmm. so good. Like I know people are always like, watch this. Uh, like Succession. Oh, have you seen it? 
Not yet. I'm still getting through the wire. That's the other one that people say is amazing. So, and it is. Uh, I, 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 I've heard it sounds too much like a bummer for me. I, I, like, <laughs> I, I, like, see, this one's good. Succession's good mm-hmm. because I don't want to see poor people sad because I, right. like, that's like out the front of my house. Yeah. But rich people sad, like really, really rich people, really, really sad. Oh, it's tremendous. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm, 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 I'm struggling. Um, it's, 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 it's I feel so much better. Um, <laughs> That that's super good, and if you ever watched professional wrestling ever in your life and you enjoyed it, I and, have, and you, you like the idea of like a modern version with really good action and and very like amazingly planned out, compelling storylines. There's a new wrestling company called AEW, which has been going for about two years, and they're on. TNT, I think it's TNT, and that's Wednesday nights. So I hadn't watched wrestling regularly for twenty years. And, yeah, me either. Yeah. Um, once the crowds came back to, I, I sort of followed it through podcasts, but mm-hmm. never like I'd watch like WrestleMania, and even that was like I like the last ones. I'm like, oh, it's it's so because it's all booked by the same dude. And now he's like Vince McMahon, he's 76 and right. he's not really, he's not really open to new ideas, but um, yeah, if you want to like, just check out whether wrestling could be um, for you again, AEW, it is, it is, it is very there. I'm having a lot of fun just watching, um, you know, they're, they're like superhero stories, but um, cool. in a more realistic setting, kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um uh, did you see the Spider-Man trailer? That was good. I did see the Spider-Man trailer. You know, maybe we should just do two episodes. I'll break this up into uh, two. I think uh, there's so much to go over. I I loved the uh, Spider-Man trailer. I thought it was fantastic. I love the Sam Raimi movies. I love these callbacks. I know there's a lot more we're not seeing, so I can't wait to see what's uh, not I, the movie now. From, from what I can tell from the internet, there's a lot we're not seeing in the shots we saw. Really? Yeah, there's people that have like, like where there's like been things taken out, but what they're doing is still there's like um there's one shot of the lizard, whatever the I don't know if he's called just called lizard, but um he's getting punched by someone that's not there, and you know people are freeze framing it all, and you can see him mm-hmm. go. Hmm. And um, so yeah, they just they they do that sometimes with the Marvel stuff. They just like swap out someone's suit not to give a spoiler or they'll take or they swap out, out character. I mean, there was yeah. an Infinity War trailer that had the Hulk in it and he wasn't actually in the movie. That's in that right. Scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so pretty stoked for that. There's something else up here that I, Oh, okay. No, no. I had a few things written. Um, oh, and um, I'm not sure if I like it or not, but I've, uh, I've been watching a lot of blippy. I don't know what that is. He's some idiot with a video camera with suspenders on and a hat. And he's, he's, he's appealing to kids on, on YouTube. But <laughs> okay. he's a mate. You must have just missed it. But um, I, I think I did. Yeah. So, so this, this guy, Blippi, he's like um, turned himself into like a mega empire. Like he, he moved to Vegas to get this warehouse space and he's he's mm. got um dolls now off YouTube. He's got dolls now in CVS. So in the like he's he's sort of like like action the, figures? 
Yeah, like himself? all teddy bear, like, like teddy bears and stuff. But he's got his merchandise in like mm-hmm. this national like like retailer just based off his own like YouTube channel, just starting like independent. He's the Mark Marin of uh, kids entertainers. He's he's broken through to the mainstream. But there's That's some great. weird things about him, right? So he goes to like a you know like a, a zoo and goes, oh, no, 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 no. kids love it. But there's some weird things, right? I'm watching it the other day. And he's at this water park, and um, I'm like, what is happening here? And I text my wife, and I'm like, hey, I'm watching the new Blippy, and it ain't Blippy. He's gotten in. He's sideshow bobbed it. Well, not sideshow bobbed it. He's Krusty the Clowned it, and he's gotten it in like a fill-in. So I'm really? watching a Blippy, and it's someone else. It's not Blippy playing Blippy. It's Flippy, fake, fake Blippy. Is, is it Gall- like Gallagher part? too? Yes. <laughs> and they don't mention it's the same character, Harry. He's three. He's very cluey. He saw a sign at a national park, a no drone sign, and it had a silhouette of a drone with like the Ghostbusters logo. Mm-hmm. Um. They started it, didn't they? Yeah. He points up at it. He points up at it and goes, no drones, no drones, right? But he can't tell that this Blippi's not Blippi. So they've just done a great job. And apparently they were going to do a live tour or something before COVID and they started it and that's why they had Flippy because like Blippi didn't want to go on tour. And so there was a lot of refunds getting given out from parents. <laughs> but I don't think the kids could tell. Right. But then another thing came out about, about him. I'm, I have to, like, do all this. Good. I watch, like, if he ever does, like, a real an interview out of character, I'm always up to watch it because I'm, like, spent a lot of time with Blippi. But, right, and, and you'll love this. You know how you meet people in stand-up, which they're just, like, I will do anything to be successful at anything. I don't really care. Like, I will go to the farthest limits, right? So, in his previous life, Whippy was a gross-out comedian. I can't remember his name, but it was, like, terrible, like, IP freely or, you know, like, it was a bad, punny, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And a video surfaced of him in his time where for that day's comedy... He shat on his friend. Oh, my God. And um, That's horrifying. He had to apologize about it. People were unhappy. Some parents were unhappy. So that was from another time when I was testing the limits of comedy. But, <laughs> but you know how there's, like, people where it's just, like, once they find the thing that they can click with, like, they're going to be, like, like crazy big. Do you know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. And I always like you know if he, if he wants to be a uh, a TV he's actually like a squillionaire now so so hats off to him so yeah, it may not matter well that that might be a good note to end on I think so. <laughs> hey even uh, there's hope for you even if you once had to shit on your friend to get a few views <laughs> on YouTube yeah. one day you can have a reproduction of you in um, major chemist network CVS. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure if it's a cautionary tale or a um, a motivational tale. I'm not sure which it is. <laughs> it, no, it's a cautionary tale about motivation. <laughs>
Right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Perfect. So, 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 steel. <laughs> so where can people find you online? Is there a, uh, a steel Saunders hub? There sure is. Um, that, that, that M bit to quote George Lucas. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. But, um, yes, you can listen to the Steel Wars podcast just by searching Steel Wars, S-T-E-E-L-E, Wars, and whether it's on iTunes or YouTube or, I don't know, all the other things that people use to get your podcast app of choice or on Twitter or on Instagram or on Facebook. And you can just follow me at Steel Saunders. And if you want to check out I Love Green Guy Letters, which is – a, a pretty a pretty good comedy podcast uh, that it's featured people from professional wrestler Mick Foley to Mark Marin himself. So oh, you- Graham and I did one once. It was so much fun. I, yeah. I remember it. It was really uh, it was really funny. Yeah, you must guys have done a couple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we have done a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Really fun. I um, highly recommended both. So, highly yeah. recommend both podcasts. At um, I love green guide letters, and um, thanks for having us. I um, absolutely. It was it was no no quest to fill how long we just did, um, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> I, 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 I I had I had to I had to fast forward through um, all my uh, my little notes. I um also oh, Fairfax is a pretty funny um cartoon on Amazon Prime. Fairfax. Yeah, which is based off the um the, like the streetwear scene on Fairfax Avenue, um like where Supreme is and Canters and stuff. Yeah, like, of course. It's like a Simpsonization of um that, and that's like three streets from my house, so it's yeah. So um, cool spent a lot of time in that area for sure. That, used to live to around a, there to have a local cartoon. Yeah, about my little neighborhood. You know, <laughs> I, I had to move across the planet to get that. But um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's got to be there's got to be an animated version of Canters in there somewhere. Then, oh yeah, it's called Schwimmers or something. They go there right. all the time. Yeah. So um, yeah. In, in in the show, so we're we're there because Canters is um very close. That's our Mother's Day um official restaurant. It's near and dear to everyone's heart who has ever come to Los Angeles and lived anywhere near that area. <laughs> For mm-hmm. sure, it's so good and fun. Um. Well, that's great. So definitely uh, check Steele out in all of his shows. Uh, also want to let you guys know, um, for more info and other merch, you could go to whitecatentertainment.com. You could get t-shirts, signed books and graphic novels, mugs, A Quiet Journey's blanket, and more. You can also join a monthly mailing list. But there's other ways to help, too. You could spread the word about the show on socials, rate and review, get tracking quicker. You could also follow on Twitter and Facebook at White Cat Stories. Just look for the white cat either sleeping or flying with a jetpack. You can also contact the show about advertising or anything else on your mind through the website as well. Thanks, Steele. Again, this was great. Always a, uh, a full-size discussion and uh, got to cover a lot of ground as well. I'll talk to everybody later. Bye-bye.